Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. What the fuck did we read? <laughs> when you get a haircut, be sure to go back home. Murder. <laughs> when you get a haircut, get a barber you have known. Since you were a little bit a voice and then a booster chair. Or you might look like Larry Moe or Curly if a stranger cuts your hair. You'd have to have shirtless sword fighting. Dang, I ate my baby. I wish it was a wheel of cheese. That's very interesting, Ben. Uh, welcome back to the Brotherhood of Batman. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I produce this mess. Thanks for tuning back in. Um, Jake, I'm the middle brother. I'm the one that came up with the crazy list of comics that we read through each week. And I'm Ben, your sunshine and goth ham and the baby brother. This is the Brotherhood Batman, a podcast where three bros get together to talk about all things Dark Knight. This week, we are actually in continuity and we will be discussing Nightwing, <gasps> the first eight issues of his individual run. What's the trade called? A Night in Bloodhaven. I am going third because I made a beverage with a snack today. Can you guys guess what uh, the name of this is? It's a blue drink with some yellow garnish and some popcorn. Um, no. Pop goes the dick. This is called Blockbuster. So we've got the uh, blue and yellow uh, uh, to the little dead um, movie store called Blockbuster because this uh, <laughs> I, book I, well done. has a main villain by the name of Blockbuster. I mean, you know, it's, it's only the big reveal at the end of the story. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. yeah this is a spoiler-heavy <laughs> podcast if you're just tuning in. For a book written in 1996. Right. <laughs> we'll give a shout-out while we're talking about beverages to Fuzzy B. Bear, who um, tried our last beverage that we... Uh, we made, I think, for whatever that was that he reviewed with us. He, uh, one of our shout on Twitter, uh, Fowlers has kind of made that beverage that you made last time, Jake. What was it? Yeah, dream? I think it was the Riddler's Revenge. Yeah, yeah, he joined us. So uh, check this one out. There's a lot going on in here, Ben. What's in this uh, drink? You um, did you try it? It's very. It's, it tastes coconutty. There is some coconut. I hate coconut. This is another version of a blue motherfucker because the last time I made one for myself, we weren't recording in person. Oh, mm. so and <laughs> to go with Blockbuster, I thought it was something that needed to kick your ass. So yeah, uh, yeah, I would, yeah, I yeah. Agree that's with that. gonna that's tasty? gonna twist your head right around. There's uh, <laughs> there's a lot of squeezed lemon. Um, the squeezed lemon and the ice is the only thing that's not alcohol in it. Um, yep. There is blue caraco, uh, <laughs> coconut rum. Are you saying this whole thing is alcohol? Yeah. Vodka, tequila, vodka, tequila, rum. Oh, and gin. So there. So it's a lot of alcohol and some lemon, but it's really Great. pretty. And it is really pretty. It does remind me of um, the video store. There is one blockbuster left. Did you guys know that? I did know that. Yes. Yeah. I think they have a. They do a, whoever is in their social media department does some pretty funny tweets periodically. They're they're worth a follow just to see how long they will die i do miss going to like hollywood video mm -hmm. or blockbuster and just wandering around and looking for like that one thing because you could see all the cases and you know imdb and all the apps where you search it's fine but it's not the same as like physically holding and trying to decide you got 
one movie that you can watch or you mm-hmm. know or what was the name of the movie place that was in New Yorkshire? Do you guys remember? It eventually became Hollywood Video. Before that, I do not remember. Yeah, I was very little. It, it, down there, all was it the just time. like a family video? Maybe uh, something. It wasn't a chain though. It was like an independent thing that we grew up next to. And it's amazing. Like I get um, analysis paralysis when trying to like scroll through all the streaming. When I'm like, I don't know what I want to watch. Like, let's look for a movie. And there's just too many choices in all the streaming services that we have yeah. that I don't end up watching anything. I'm like, eh, nothing sounds good. Yeah. And or you rewatch something you've already seen like 20 times. Well, that's what I was just about to say. Is like I remember going down to the video store and you have a thousand choices, but you just rent the same damn movie over and over and over instead right. of just buying it. Right. <laughs> And we probably already had it dubbed anyways. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I think <laughs> Missing so. the first like six minutes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Like Gremlins. <laughs> I don't think the first There was I think it was uh Superman <laughs> two, the Richard Donner Superman two. I think we had that dubbed and we were missing like the first like three or four minutes. And so like I grew up thinking that it just started at a certain point and then like bought it on DVD and watched it from the beginning. I'm like what the fuck is this extra footage? This is amazing. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> so what are you missing? You're missing like the the trial of the it's like criminals. The, yeah, and, like, it's the, the recap the from the first movie. And I'm yeah. like, oh, well, they put this in on the DVD release for people who haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is weird. So we kind of already jumped in, but uh, what's been going on in your geeky little lives? Stop talking about comic books or what do you think you're doing, you. nerd? Stop spending Get those nerds! Geek. Geek. I'm the Batman of geeks, bitch. I want to go. So I um, am very, very excited. Excuse me. As you all know, I love comic books. Uh, 99% of my comic book love is all nostalgia. And so I'm actually looking forward to multiple things coming out this summer. Um, One of you sent us a thing. I think, Aaron, you sent that Poison Ivy is finally getting a six. Yeah. Okay. Whoever sent it. Yes, it was Jake because Jake had said earlier on this podcast that if there's a Poison Ivy solo story, he would pay for it. So now he has to put his money where his mouth is. (laughs) Um, But I'll let you talk about that a little bit, Jake, if you want. But what I'm excited for is so she's getting a six issue um, story at the beginning of Pride Month. And what DC did last year. It's a little pandery. It's a little whatever. I fall for it. I give up my money. I don't care. They do like a pride special. And then from that, they do a couple little mini series focused on different characters who might not have their own solo. And this year for pride, what I'm freaking out about is Tim Drake is getting not a mini series, but he's getting a pride special just about him. And it's going to include the story that, I've read and told you guys about, about Uh him deciding to go on a date with a boy. So it includes that. And then it has a new story um, that's going to include him with a bunch of his old young justice friends. So I am gagged and gooped and excited. Um, When is pride month? June. June. It starts in June. And yeah. Do you think it's pandery or do you think they have just said we're not catch up? (laughs) I don't know even know if it's catching up. I think they're ahead of the game in a lot of ways as far as being like, DC. we're going to we're gonna make this month a celebration. Mm-hmm. You know, Marvel have... does it too. Marvel has a Pride special as well. Right, but they're not spinning off series and taking this as an advantage. Like where you might have like the Halloween specials coming out in a lot of issues or 
um, July Fourth specials. I I mean they're they're making it a national holiday and they're celebrating it with their biggest characters, mm-hmm. and I think that's great. I'm very awesome. excited, and the actual Pride special, not the Tim Drake one, but the DC overall. The cover has like. Do you not like the drink? Oh, it's delicious. I think it's good. It's strong. Okay. It's good. No, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not a huge coconut guy. It's growing I'm not up. a big coconut guy. Either. Gotcha. It's but cool. it's got it's got a bunch of my favorite people. So it's got Tim. It's got the new Superman. It's got Aquaman. Um, one of the Green Lanterns. One of the Flashes. Like they found a way to incorporate. But since all these characters, these big characters in DC have like a hundred versions of them. Now they all have a version in the LGBTQ family. So the cover is like a rainbow. So like the green is green lantern. The purple's Aquaman. Oh, gotcha. Orange is cool. Tim. Cause they blend the red and the yellow. I don't know. It's cool. So I'm looking forward to that. And then last thing is that the, it's not for pride, but it kind of ties into the Tim Drake with his like young justice people. They're doing a new young justice spinoff. Uh, oh, six yeah. issues that I'm very hearing about that somewhere. <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> but yeah, my uh, favorite artist is doing a special cover, so I will be tracking that down and probably buying two because I think he needs to sign it next time I see him. There you go. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Yake? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump off from Ben uses as a springboard. Um, I am excited to see what they do with a um, Poison Ivy spinoff. Uh, I have, <laughs> maybe because Ben gave me such trouble uh, about not putting enough Poison Ivy in the show, I've been going back and doing some uh, wider DC Universe research about uh, Poison Ivy and where she falls. In, um, in current comics, they have really Where she pow- puts down her roots. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They've really powered her up. Um, she, and we'll eventually way down the line talk about this. But I'm sure everybody will forget by the time we get there. She's a part of the green and is like an avatar for it, just like Swamp Thing is. And so she's like on the power level of Swamp Thing, who's considered almost a god. Hmm. And Have they ever done and, a mashup between the two of them? Uh, well, a lot of that stuff comes from extended history. So there's some things. There's a book that I just got in the mail that I'm looking forward to reading called... Uh, uh, black is it Black Lotus or shit? Sorry, hang on. Better not Maybe be Black Canary. <laughs> well, I wasn't She's planning on going stupid. this direction, and you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Jake's blaming his uh, Black Black Orchid. I'm sorry, Black Orchid, and that explores um, the Floronic Man who helped create her. Floronic Man. Yeah, he's part of Swamp. Anyways, anyways, so I've been. You mean it's not Lex Luthor's father from the Smallville TV show because in the Batman and Robin 1997 movie, it was the same actor. Or the voice of the Riddler from the animated series. Hmm. Is that who that is? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been uh, reading that. Hashtag my Riddler. Uh, I am excited (laughs) to see what they do. And that kind of goes into excitement about they have announced that there's going to be not only is there going to be a Harley Quinn uh, season three, which Poison mm. Ivy is a huge part of on HBO Max, they're going to do a spinoff from that series set in the villain's bar 
Um, yes. yes. That, Hell that yeah. Is, I am very excited <laughs> for that because uh, that just means more wacky takes on the Kite Man. And I'm sure they can extend outside of just Batman's villains then, even though it, it's a bar in Gotham, they can go anywhere. I, I imagine um, Clayface is just going to be like trying out different characters and personas. Like every episode, he's going to pretend to be someone else to try out his acting chops. Alan um, Tudyk is one of the best and that portrayal is just so funny it's pretty darn funny <laughs> pretty good good stuff i'm looking forward to seeing those so i mentioned that uh, we are one of our last episodes we went and saw batman i went and t- i took the batman, boys you say yes i took the boys I to go the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, had popcorn I, say that, I think i say that like five times a day now whenever batman's mentioned uh i took the boys to see it uh last m- on monday and toby enjoyed it they, he said it was a little long, and Connor, um, he liked what he was awake for, <laughs> uh, but he fell asleep a couple times, and in his fairness, he got his black belt, which was awesome, uh, two, like two days before, nice. and then we had daylight savings time, and I think all that excitement and the time change caught up with you, and plus, those seats are so fucking comfortable. Yeah. and three hours in darkness is going to, with yeah. the rain, yeah, yeah it's a nap Popcorn time. Popcorn rain, and not nap time, it's, you know... So I, I enjoyed it again the second time. There's a few things I picked up on, and uh, maybe I didn't see the first time, but you know it was fun watching that again. And Toby's kind of gotten into uh, listening to the podcast, and I said, he, uh, "Oh no, <laughs> he is only allowed to listen to books that he's read." Oh wow, oh, nice. So he's read uh, the Killing Joke, so he listened to that episode. Okay, and he uh, listened to the Long Halloween parts. Okay. And I said he could listen to our Batman movie review. Well, if he wants to read anything good, I do have some of the books we've read. Yeah, so, yeah, so if you want to read anything, Toby, we'll check Just out with kidding. Ben. But that uh, kind of moved us into Injustice. Uh, he finished the story mode for Injustice 1, the video game. Nice. And we picked up Injustice 2. And so we've been playing Ooh. that story mode, which is, if you haven't played Injustice, it's DC characters fighting game, kind of Tekken style. It's a lot of fun. But it's It'd be... very story driven. Oh, very story driven. They did There's... an uh, animated movie from. Yes, it. and we just watched that yesterday, the three of us. Oh, and nice! It's psychotically crazy, and you have to go see it. It's on HBO Max if you haven't watched it. Can you get those games on PS4? Yeah, they're PS4 games, I might and you can upgrade to... it to five. I might you know, have to look like, into. We play it on the five, but. So do you recommend the first game? Or do you have to do the first game? I would first say do the first the game okay. because of the storyline. Story. Yeah, so you can okay. understand what's going on. And I would recommend reading the eight volumes oh, or whatever. So good. <laughs> I haven't read all of them, but uh, it's it's great. Yeah, I'm not going to do movie, that part. <laughs> the you movie is um, the movie's pretty intense. So I didn't realize it was R until after we watched the movie. Oh. But it's a cartoon, and it's if you watched the video game, if you played the video games or you read the books. Like it's the same kind of violence that's in yeah. the video game, and your boys are pretty mature, and, and you watch yeah, stuff. and with we watch them. them. So, yeah. but don't don't skip the cutscenes. That's oh no, don't get don't skip cutscenes in the game. But. Okay, that, first yeah. of all, who the hell skips cut scenes? My son. He skips cutscenes. <sighs> he used to. He I feel like children get through it. It's like you need it. The games I play, which I won't say out loud because y'all get mad at me, is honestly a third cutscene. Like it's a experience, and you have like if you're skipping that, what are you doing? Like no, I agree. Yeah. Anyways, shall we get into the book? Yeah. What we uh what we read here, Ben? 
Okay, so Do you I, think people skip over all this shit just to get to our review? No, or? I think people stop after all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kelly. <laughs> Cutscene. <laughs> I um okay, so I did read it. I loved it. We'll get into it, but I'm gonna be really, really honest since I have to give the recap. I read it a while ago, yeah, same. and I did not take a damn note. So what I remember, I'm not gonna. It's, I don't need to look at it. <laughs> um, what I remember is this is the story of Nightwing finally like getting a haircut, getting a haircut, getting out on his own. He moves to Bloodhaven, which is like the armpit of Gotham, basically. It's like a, yeah, a less charming version of Gotham. Ugh. I kind of took it as like it's Brooklyn to New York Jersey. City. Mm-hmm. That Jersey, Jersey is its own place. Okay. I don't know. I just kind of took it as like, okay, I don't know if I, bu- okay, recap and then I'll give my opinion. Um, <laughs> So he moves there. There's this girl, <clears throat> woman, uh, landlord that gives him this busted ass apartment and he never sees her face. And then people are coming up in a river and you find out that, <laughs> surprise, Blockbuster's the big bad guy. Which, uh, Blockbuster, if you don't remember, is the guy that we read Underworld Unleashed for, basically. And that's my recap. <laughs> Let's that was talk the uh, probably greatest recap in the history of our uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks for covering all my notes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, now we can talk about those things. I don't know. It's it's Nightwing on his own journey without Batman. Yeah. yeah so it's, in it's, his new city. We had a night. We read the Nightwing miniseries that they gave him a four issue miniseries. This is the beginning of his ongoing series that lasts for over a hundred. Uh, uh, maybe over 200 Written issues. by, surprise, Mr. Dixon. <laughs> oh, really? I feel like he's written. Has he written anything we've read? I don't know. Maybe a few know. things here and there. All right. Before we get in, I <laughs> would like... the thing we're reading next. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's he, I think he wrote everything we're reading this season. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Aaron, I want to ask you, before we get started on the content review, uh, what do you think of Scott McDaniel's art? Ooh, I'm curious mm. about this, too. I just put some popcorn in my mouth, so let me think for a second. So Scott McDaniel is let me see the, the book artist quick. on yeah. here. Can uh, I answer the question while he's thinking? Yeah, I was going to give a... He came from Daredevil. Uh, that was his first ongoing big job from Marvel. He did one of the ending stories, Fall from Grace, for Daredevil around the same time, and then moved over. He does uh, a 40-issue run on Nightwing, comes back... The and, first 40? Yes. Comes back and does a couple fill-in issues later on. And then he has like another, he has like a 25 to 30 issue run on Batman as well okay. in a couple of years. Uh, um, I mean, I I like the art in here. I didn't think it was bad. Uh, there are some, some panels where the angle and the position of Nightwing's body was a little weird. Uh, but it wasn't anything that I'm like, oh, this sucks. It wasn't like other things we've read that <laughs> are not good. Uh, I did, I think it showed a lot more motion. I think his art shows a lot of motion and... It's it's not muted colors, but they're not like super vibrant. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if that's what you're thinking, but no, I was just it. It is very stylized. I think I don't. I want to say my opinion. I mean, I liked it because I I was going to use the word stylized. (laughs) I think it's. I agree, Aaron. I like it, but back in the day, I was like, "What is this?" Because it is. There are panels that I'm like, "Wow, this is amazing," and the next panel, I'm like, "Who dat?" Like uh it's. He, I th- think he's very. It seems like he's young in his craft at this yeah. point still. And there, I have later issues of Nightwing before he drops off of it that are amazing. So I think mm-hmm. even through the forty, he kind of finites it. 
Yeah. But these eight, there were pages of like, ooh. Well, I, I think one of those pages is when you finally meet the landlord face to face. And I that I thought that was very confusing because she's with someone else. And I'm like, who is it supposed to be? And she's supposed to be Chinese, but it doesn't. But they keep talking about her Irish accent. That was a weird It was kind of like, line. I couldn't figure out ethnicity wise. Like, I don't see either of these, but, you know, I don't know. It was just kind of ambiguous. And I was like. You know, he was, Dick was, I guess, thrown off by her yeah. on what he was, but I was like, I can't tell well, anything. Well, it was a weird racial storyline to begin with. It, yeah, it was kind of odd. Like, I, <sighs> and the drawing on that, I think, didn't really help that story part. But Yeah, no, absolutely. It didn't, it didn't deliver what the payoff, I think, they wanted to be. Right, I didn't see that. Um, No, that's a, that's a really good point, Aaron, because it was just weird because he, so he keeps running into her and... You don't see her face. And I'm like, what kind Purposely. of Wilson like from Boy Meets World? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, why don't you, if she's washing her hair or dyeing her hair or whatever she's doing, why don't you just hang out for another second and let her fucking turn around and dry off her hair? Like, it, it was Yeah, I think they were trying. I got the impression they were trying to make you think that maybe she is the masked assassin. Ah. I got the appearance that maybe she's like uh, Victoria Unprincipled or whoever. Okay. That Lady Vic. I kind of was like, okay, are they trying to make her, like Dick's trying to form this relationship and get to meet this person? Maybe she's who this villain or this yeah, person is. Yeah, she's she's the reveal. I was thinking that it was she wasn't mostly to just play <laughs> not up yet. Who the hell knows Grayson's hornballness and like yes that he's already like invested in this person he hasn't met yet. Right. That he judges uh, people by how they look bent over the sink. Or under the sink, <laughs> and that's his... Well... Yeah. Um, mm. But uh, it was a strange... Like, they were trying to make it a payoff with the gag of when he meets her, she's with her red-headed friend, who he assumes is the one speaking with the Irish accent, but it's... Yeah, racist. It was just a weird, like... It was mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, it wasn't... It didn't make a lot of sense. It wasn't inappropriate, but it was awkward. It was like, it, why? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Right. I didn't know what the point of it was. And, and now, you know, in through the eight issues after they have met each other, you kind of feel like maybe their trajectory with their characters is some kind of love interest or friendship or something. Like, she's going to be a supporting character, at least in these early arcs of his ongoing story. They've set her up for that. It did make me want to know what she's about. Like, I was annoyed, but I was because I was like, okay, let's get to it. Like, I felt like it needed to happen like an issue earlier. Yeah. But I am, if I were to keep reading this book, I would want to see what they do with her. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious, but I'm not like going to read the book. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not like that curious. No, no, no. Not enough to read the book. (laughs) And maybe it was to give the reader some investment with her before she had a major plot line and show like, Dick's investment in her is a flirtatious sexual interest, but we want to see her. We want to know more about her. And then, you know, but they're not ready to use her in his story yet, mm. kind of thing. I don't know. It was it was a little weird. So I, I asked you about the art because I'm a huge fan. This is how I picture Nightwing, uh, okay. drawn by Scott McDaniel, is my Nightwing. However, it is still really busy right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I would describe his art. Yeah. It's also very on. heavily inked, so it's hard to... You don't get a lot of depth in the inking, I don't think. But um, panels where they're much smaller, you have just as much packed into that panel as yeah. you do on like a big page. And that's just learning. Yeah, and so it makes it a little bit hard to read, but I... 
Uh, I mean, I have every issue of Nightwing, pretty much. You still much. have them individual? I've been filling out. Like, I, I was have like, the you whole gave run. them to me. <laughs> yeah, I have. Uh, I've been rebuying them. I have almost the full run. Because my wife, um, Sarah, who's been on the show, she oh, yeah. when she got into comics, Nightwing was the story she started reading as far as DC. She wrote games. like a paper. Yeah, on Dick Grayson and Nightwing. So yeah, so uh, I was I was wondering, I was a little concerned that you were not going to like the art, that you were going to think it was a little... I didn't think Aaron would like it. Right now, I was, was going to tell you to fucking strap in because he's going to be around for I mean, a it's while. like 90s art. Like Now, Aaron, if you want to get to love the art, I have a really cute little uh, storyline from later Nightwing where he partners with one Miss Huntress for four <laughs> issues. So if you want to read more and see more art, I have... You know, if it up. comes into continuity, I'll read it. It will not. Okay, then I will. <laughs> I can tell you, the Nightwing uh, series does stick around for quite a while, and we're going to be sure uh, dipping into it for crossovers. Quite a, yes, um, because Bloodhaven is just down the river from Gotham. It's it's dirty little secret, right? It's the bad. It's worse it, than Gotham. It's run by corrupt police. It's run oh, by criminals. Really? And, really? And, well, <laughs> I mean, I mean that? That it's kind of like polar opposite of like the police in Gotham being like more straight and I the feel cops like here and this dude like Captain what's Red, Redhorn yeah he was Red. this massive dude I thought he was gonna end up being like one of the mm. big villains in here just from his size this is like this dude's fucking kind of huge yeah so it's very different he when he gets to the city as a costume ad- Avenger or a hero he doesn't have Vigilante. Yeah, he doesn't have Jim Gordon, right? He says it a couple times. He's like, well, this guy's no Gordon and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And the, I feel like all of the, all of the trash, all of the mobsters, all of the corrupt police that Batman was able to flush out of Gotham. Yeah. Just got drained down into Bloodhaven. And that's what Bloodhaven has become is it's the waste of Gotham where like, there's no supervillains here. It's just the scum. Right, yeah, I think they just kind of, if you get fired from the GPD, it's like, okay, I guess I'll head to Bloodhaven. Right. Uh, <laughs> and get drunk before my shift. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about Dick becoming a bartender? At a cop bar? I actually loved that. Yeah, I thought it made a lot of sense. I don't know if it made sense, but I was like, okay, I can see this as like, character defining kind of putting him in that like 20s range trying to figure out how to get information but also make money it's like the cheap police scanner you get paid to listen and yeah i think people let down their guard a lot around bartenders and in bars or yeah Mm -hmm. most like vulnerable because they'll talk to you or you can eavesdrop Mm -hmm. well and it's it's clever writing i think to do it at not only just a, a police bar because he can get that inside information about police talking when they're liquored up but because police work around the clock, they they drink around the clock too, right? They're getting off shifts in the morning. <laughs> Bloodhaven ones do. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're getting off their shift and going out at breakfast time. And so, like, he has the day shift at a bar instead of, like, mm-hmm. he has to be Nightwing at night, so he needs a day job. So, yeah. like, I thought that was a clever piece of writing yeah, to make that creative. work that way. Like, it, yeah. it fits. So. Now, I wouldn't be going to a cop bar, but I would be very happy if Dick was my bartender. <laughs> so, just say. Would you be happy so, after? Dick, can I have some blowjob shots? Thanks. <laughs> after the big event of the, I mean, the thing that we probably need to spend the most time talking about about this book. Blockbuster. Uh, <laughs> no, his his severe change Robin? in appearance. Oh my 
god oh my god they took his hair they they samsoned him they took his hair <laughs> I put my hair back and forth. I my hair. They samsoned him, right? Well, like, and then he didn't even casually? get it trimmed up. He just left it. He's like, eh, "That's good enough." It was cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the magic of like. I feel like that happens in like teen movies or whatever. The girl will like chop off all her hair, and it's magically this cute little crop. Like yeah, layered just, and like, everything it falls perfectly. I was like, "No, that would be uneven as fuck." <laughs> yeah, because some guy just like swipes it, right? Or right. some girl yeah, yeah. with a knife. Was yeah. it Lady Vic or was it a guy? No, it was the uh, Reinerd, oh. the Fox Reinerd. Yeah, the one of the masked, uh, one of the black masked dudes. It happens yeah. the first issue. I liked it because it's like, okay, so we went through Disco Wing, and then we got the new outfit, and in the new outfit, he kept his fucking ponytail, and this is like, no, 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 we're gonna change his his appearance a little, and we're gonna do that by losing the pony. Yeah, and I think it's a big transition from going from having this huge. I mean, we we're joking about it, but I mean, in a sense that it is dramatically shifting his appearance. Yes. From what you're what what you're used to, and I have to bring up the Injustice movie real quick because there's a scene in there where Dick gets a new uniform, mm. and he's like, "Oh, this isn't the worst thing I've ever worn." So, <laughs> <laughs> like catching that reference and realizing it was really funny. Oh, Aaron, you're in deep. You're yeah, getting yeah. those eggs, getting them Easter eggs. Yeah, well, it's fun. I think it it fits the story too because the way he's drawn when he has the ponytail is it's it's very greased and pulled back, very tight, <laughs> very um very cut and and presentable right like he appears like he's kept up with what he's doing and he's he's presenting a certain look but once it's chopped off he's a little bit more on edge he's a little bit less taken care of he's thrown into the city and the same kind of story is a safety blanket yes you're saying well and it, it's his it's his batman it's his cape it's him honing his look and now that's taken away from him and he's got to kind of reimagine himself but i love that they spend so much time after like it's not just a panel where it gets cut off there's like a conversation about it between him and the bad guy and he's like it took me a long time to grow that ponytail and the bad guy's like well it looks stupid anyways (laughs) he's not wrong and so chuck's like yeah it's time for this fucking ponytail to go (laughs) well um i feel like he got a bet like Somebody's like, I will pay you if you just get rid of this fucking ponytail. It looks <laughs> and, then, and then call it stupid on the page. <laughs> right. Um, other characters go through the same thing. We'll get to it, I think, in this. Yes, um, we will. I know exactly what you're talking about. Superman. Yep. Superman loses his long hair in, in this year of comics as well. In a few episodes. Wow. Spoiler alert. Shut up, Ben. I, <laughs> I'm getting them excited. I know how to podcast. Oh my god, this drink is so good, you guys. Yeah, as we're as we're getting to the <laughs> end of the as we're getting to the end of the '90s, we're gonna do away with the uh, the ponytails. Uh, uh, unless we get any trickster, trickster will never lose his pony. <laughs> trickster and and so and Clue Master, blonde ponies Aren't for they life. The same thing. I, I blonde ponies for life. <laughs> What if I could, but I am at that age where I can no longer grow my hair that long. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, he's dealing with uh, a corrupt police department. He befriends uh, an inspector or detective who he thinks is going to help him get to the bottom. Uh, so, he, I guess, he goes to Bloodhaven because of the bodies that we saw in Legacy. Oh, yeah. Minor the detail. Yes. Batman has him go there to investigate where all these bodies floated from River. And so he gets the help floated of, from river, floated down the river. Uh, cut out a couple words there. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> he 
<laughs> so he gets the help of this uh, inspector or detective that uh, he thinks is maybe one of the good ones. And yeah, guy- he's a better one because he doesn't kill Dick in that moment, but he's right. still sketch as fuck. Yeah. I feel like his, I was trying to, when I was reading his voice, I felt like it would be this really cigarette gravelly, what? like, duh, voice of whatever. Not like a Batman is kind of growl, you know what I mean? Just like this old. A smoker voice. Smokery, gravelly detective voice. I don't know. I can yeah. see that. Can we hear it, Aaron? I don't have that, Ben. <laughs> You're up. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, Ben. <laughs> hey, Dick. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Lots of coughing and phlegm hacking going on. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. That was foul. <laughs> so my favorite part of all this is when he gets a visit from his little brother. And I think this is Jimmy. important building of these characters. We've gotten a little bit of it. But this series, to me, is where, well, there are two solo series. Dick and Tim's solo series is where they really define that they are brothers because they're the only living people who have gone through the Robin experience. Right. Yeah, I actually really liked that exchange between the two of them on the rooftop about talking about... We're not the same kind of Robin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And Tim doesn't hold himself to the same standards, maybe, that, that Dick did, and... Tim looks up to Dick as getting out from underneath their parental figure and becoming <laughs> his own man and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And he's like, that's not what I'm going to do. Like, I'm I'm here to do my shift as Robin, and then I'm going to go have a normal life. Yeah, <laughs> so he says. <laughs> but yeah. he never really does step out from underneath the guise of Robin, right? Like, he so goes through Dick. Red Robin, and he does a couple other things, but... We'll get there. Dick or yeah. Tim? Tim. Tim. Nightwing, yeah. Nightwing is Nightwing. Ro- I don't know what happens to Tim, by the way. Cool. Oh, okay. Except- Where there's an LGBTQ special coming out. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You better believe I'm going to get every cover. You can both borrow one at the same it's time. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's in trade now. I have it. Um, what What's the trade on that one? Uh, Urban Legends. Batman yeah. Urban Legends. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't buy that. that. You can do whatever. I'm glad I didn't buy that Urban Legends trade because this is going to be just those three parts of the Tim. Oh yeah, I'm really excited to have it condensed. I've I've heard good things about the Urban Legends stories. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool concept of a book where I mean, it used to be and to be honest, I should just stick to buying trades. I don't need to buy so many single issues. So yeah, we know (laughs) you've got 50 boxes still in Mama Dad's basement. Yeah, you do. Um. Going back to the art for a minute, because we're kind of in the middle here. (laughs) There was a lot of really weird... I forgot about this until I was looking over my notes. There was a lot of really weird mouth close-ups where there's like spit connecting the teeth. (laughs) And do you know what I mean? There was a lot. It didn't just show up once. Enough that I like wrote it down and circled. There's a lot of spit and mouth drawings going on here. And I don't know if it was just to show ferocity Mm -hmm. or if it was to show anger or how he was intending it. But Mr. McDaniel little... got his start as a dental assistant, a dental <laughs> hygienist, <laughs> and he was like, I need to draw attention. Rinse to... and spit. Right. <laughs> um, that's not true. Uh, but you don't know. You don't know. I do know. I actually read his biography or his uh, Maybe. Wikipedia wow. page. So. Maybe he is a shadowy past and he doesn't want to. No, he, Does think... it specifically say he has never been a dental hygienist? Because maybe they just didn't put that in there. 
I think Wikipedia is editable, you know. I know. I think it's a very I see that in a future 90s intro. thing. <laughs> like I see a lot of that in uh, like Spawn and stuff. Like they do these close-ups of the yeah, I hate teeth it. And... Like the little speckles yeah, coming it's gross. off. Mm, it's kind of gross. And it just shows you how COVID passed. <laughs> he also. <laughs> One thing I do really like that he does, oh, and no. they do it almost in every issue, is like the multi-stage action scene where you get like a splash page of, I think one of them is, so he's on a train and he's trying to jump over a bridge as mm. the train goes under mm-hmm. and get back on the train on the other side. And they do it all on one page, but you see like a dozen different movements that yeah. he's making. And I think that's something that... goes that, to what Aaron was saying was that it's a very like movement-focused art yes. style. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that come. I think that's something that he stylizes and brings up uh, almost in every issue, and it's kind of a um, f- for me synonymous with the Nightwing series. Nice, yeah, but, but, nice. So yeah, so Tim, 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 Tim. First of all, Do it's written Batman's- by Chuck, so it's still, it's still. This is the person that is writing Tim's solo story. So often, when characters make guest appearances, I love it. But usually, I take it with a grain of salt because it's not usually written by their main mm-hmm. person. So they'll get like a smaller part or they'll get an altered part. But this was written by the person who's currently writing Tim's solo story. Oh, so nice. I took this fully as this is the Tim that I know. Yeah, and they even make reference to like, oh, well, you invited me to come whenever. And so they, at some point, in whether it's mm-hmm. Tim's issue or not. Or Detective, because Chuck is also writing Detective, where Tim is a regular as Batman's Robin. Yeah, I think there's a moment. I think there's probably actually a written page moment where you know Dick's leaving. He's like, well, just come and see me wherever you want. And yep. I like gotcha. those little throwaway lines. Do you think Tim went to Bloodhaven on his own, or did Batman send him? I think both Tim's are believable. Very, he, Tim's a rule follower for the most part, isn't he? Yeah, he's it's, a little nerd. From what we've read, I kind of, I don't I could see it as both. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember because it's been a little bit. We didn't have Batman in here except for like one panel. Which or two, I love. Right? He wasn't in here very much at Correct. all. Correct. So I, I could see Dick just, or Tim just going because he's like, Dick's here. You know, Dick, he is, wants Dick is well. Dick will take my help as opposed to someone else that won't take my help and won't like kick me out. Like I think he he's it shows Tim smart enough to just figure out where Dick's going to end up. He he's like in his apartment waiting. And I, I know I, I like the dynamic between the two of them really. Yeah, and he just wants to go hang out with his brother, right? Like, that's exactly what these... He's like, we're going to go do a little adventuring. I'm going to help you out. Like, I don't think he really thinks Dick needs his help. I think he just wants to hang out with his big brother. I'm sure the physical therapist was visiting his dad again, and he just needed to get out of that house. Yeah, Dana's getting them joints worked out. (laughs) Physical therapist? (laughs) Her name's Dana. Yeah. Jake yeah. just gave the most oh, like no. what <laughs> look at Ben. I am so happy we were recording at my home base because I ain't gotta drive anywhere <laughs> and my husband's gonna show back up from the store being like, Oh, you're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Saturday. the villains. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Before we move on to the villains. It did take to issue three to get Dick shirtless, by the way. I did make note of that, which was surprising. That's it's not surprising that you're making note of shirtless people, Jake. That's kind of been a theme. Ah! I know. That's my role. What the <laughs> hell? No, I agree with you. It is surprising that it took that long. He's getting his OnlyFans ready. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a cow and a plane. That's all I need. 
That might be one I don't wait for a sale for. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what do you want to say so i that? only make these comments because my husband does not listen to this podcast <laughs> i am not a slut i just like being funny um you're saying what about villains uh so let's talk about the villains of the story so we talked a little bit about the corrupt police um it, you come to find out that the detective that's been giving him leads is actually working for the big bad of the story who is my drink blockbuster blockbuster uh, the only reason we read <laughs> Underworld Unleashed. I mean, the, uh, not that? the only, the main, the main. The main reason, because yeah. I knew... Blockbuster what? is a big deal mm-hmm. here. Right. In and Bloodhaven, where he can be a big deal, because there's nobody to stop him. <laughs> boom, 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 you're right. And, and... um. A lot of those characters, a lot of the, so, so if you didn't listen to the Underworld Unleashed episode, the gist was a bunch of, piece of shit book, uh, D level villains got minor magical upgrades and Blockbuster is one that continues and follows through. Some of them, they forget about them or they're not, (laughs) but Blockbuster is an actual, like his mm-hmm. upgrade pays off. He used to be this big dumb thing and they made him smart. So now he's massively strong and very intelligent. Oh. So it's like it's like Lex Luthor having the strength of I don't know, Bane. Like it's it's a mm-hmm. big deal. Or it's very much like Kingpin, which oh, I wanted to yeah. put. Oh, yeah. I saw a ton of similarities here with Daredevil and Kingpin. Good call. And- and what they said, even the Netflix show about protecting oh. his mother and the mother being the secret to mm-hmm. figuring out who was running the show and all that. I've heard, I've heard that they've made the transition to the Disney and they did not edit or change any of what was filmed from I've the I've heard terrible. a bunch of Karens are really upset about it too. So I'm sure they are. But so that Karen. I like that they kept it. Anyway, never mind. Um, no, yeah. Well, I, I wanted to bring that specific point up because I think we've talked a lot about right now about how there's a Batman book for everybody. And I think Nightwing is done to be where Azrael was done to be the fan of the <laughs> image books, the 90s image. That's they were trying to edge up yeah. uh, a Batman character. Robins for the teens. Uh, you've got Birds of Prey kicking off, hoping to bring in female readers yeah. who weren't as popular in mm-hmm. the 90s. And I think, Catwoman. I think Nightwing is supposed to be taking the Batman world and bringing it back down to street level, which is where yeah. Daredevil would be. And I think no, that makes sense. I think they're drawing those parallels on purpose to make that kind of feel to this book. It's Do also you- the... T- Sorry, Aaron. It's also the teens that are like too cool for Robin. Like Nightwing's like the... I'm not. I'm not going to read a teen book, but I'm reading a teen book. Mm. To right. me, that's what it was. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or you've grown up with Robins, mm-hmm. and now you want to read something that's that's about mobsters and it's about yeah. blood in the gutters and that kind of stuff. So, do you enjoy more of the street level fighting and with like a minor a minor villain kind of? And Blockbuster's a minor villain, right? As opposed, like in not the DC a, universe, yes, but for Nightwing, he says right. Do you enjoy like, more of those lower encounter stories with like Nightwing and Robin as opposed to Batman, where you have the big villains with Joker and Two Face and Penguin and them? I like a mix. A mix. And honestly, y'all know this. I want just like teen drama. Like I want a rom com teen drama with superhero powers happening. Uh, yeah. But to answer your question, Aaron, I like a mix. I, I love the flashy 
you know, superheroes or supervillains for me need color. They need gimmicks. Like I'm all mm-hmm. about that. Blockbuster. I, I, Jake, I'm glad you made the Kingpin a comparison because I think you're completely correct. And I'm excited. I actually, I don't know if we're ready for reviews, but this made me want to keep reading the Nightwing storyline. Oh. Um, so I'm glad to know that you have all of them. <laughs> I think, um, Aaron, like, I enjoy the street level characters a lot more. Like I mm-hmm. like Batman when he's solving a crime, he's being mm-hmm. detective and his rogues gallery is somehow tied up in it. Right. right. I like that Batman. Um, but so like the movie Batman we just watched a lot like the movie Batman we just watched. We are about to enter an era where Batman is for the first time in the in publication in the last decade or so, going to step out of that role that he's been in and join the much broader DC universe on a, a, a lot more regular basis than he Thank has you, been. Thank you, baby Jesus. And so where Batman's <laughs> stepping up into out of the vigilante <laughs> status and into the superhero status, maybe more so, and that, that era is being defined for him differently. They're pulling Nightwing, Dick Grayson, who's been around almost as long as Batman and Superman. They're bringing him down to a street level, making him the darker, edgier character that Batman had been for the last little bit and letting him feel that void that maybe is going to be empty now that Batman's doing something else. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Reviews? Yeah, let's go into reviews, sure. But let me ask you something. What do you think of this? That was terrible! Horrendous! I'm offended! I'm appalled! That was awesome! Yes! Yes! I'll go first. I I enjoyed it. I have a deeper appreciation for Nightwing, having read everything that we have read up to this point. I think if I had just started with a Nightwing story... I don't know if I would have liked it as much as I would having the background that we have. Like, I think it's needed to have some of the background with early Robin and Batman and Dick finding out who he is and being able to not work with Batman and then work with Batman and, you know, being able... I think their relationship is really important to get to him being on his own. I don't think he can just go to Bloodhaven and be on his own without having some of the experiences and stuff that we've read. So I enjoyed it. If you're reading continuity, go ahead, pick it up. I don't know if I'll read, like I'm not like dying to go read Nightwing's ongoing series, but I wouldn't be disappointed if like another book shows up that we have to read. Yeah. And it will. That's, that- <laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> it's going to. Of course. Um, my review is I'm going to keep reading the series. Nice. nice. Yeah, I might I might even try to fill some out because I have random ones I took from you. If nothing else, at least the first 40 with Scott McDaniel because I enjoy that. And I, I, I kind of read some of them while you were collecting them and I thought it was, it was just different. It was a little edgier. It's a little darker, but it's still fun. And for me, that's a really fine line and I like that line. Great. Yeah, uh, I think it is... Um... It's, I think it's handled so well the natural progression of Dick Grayson. Uh, from Robin to uh, Titan's leader to losing his identity and creating Nightwing and Nightwing not really knowing where he fits in and all of that. 
and now he now he does. He's got his own city to protect. He's got his own crimes to solve, and his I, own landlady to hook up with, potentially. <laughs> his own supervillain, who's very much kingpin. He gets to be kind of a daredevil, and yeah, I'm all about it. I love uh, the series. I'm a big fan. Um, and I think I wanted to complain that this was eight issues long. And even when I knew giving you guys a trade, I'm like, crap, they're going to, this is eight issues. Like, it was fast. It was a it, it's quick. a very fast yeah. read. It feels more like you're reading like six. And I don't know. Six is still long, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, I think it's a good start to the series. So, Hey, Jake, what's next? Well, if you're reading along with us, if you actually are reading the books, Benjamin, <laughs> then we have uh we've got a couple issues of the bat cat story uh the that's been coming out oh that is that ca- still going on uh, every now and then uh, we got to catch up a little bit and uh talk about that so we've got oh, two we got issues of that cat chup <laughs> cat <laughs> yep that's, Moron. that's what we're reading <laughs> what do we learn aaron <laughs> It's that time again. To do another one of our cute little skits? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And to find out what it is, we turn to the Wheel of Batman. Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Uh, well, Ben, uh, give me number one through five. <gasps> I like four. Dick, can I have some blowjob shots? <laughs> I don't really want any, but. No, thank you. <laughs> it's a good shot! <laughs> For the Brotherhood of Batman, I am Ben, your sunshine at Gotham, and I am having a fabulous Saturday afternoon. <laughs> awesome. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest side of us. I'll clean this up. Thanks for tuning in. We love you. And I'm Jake. I'm pretty sure I know what's coming next. <laughs> Bye. Oats have been his plans this season.